Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast. Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Fearless Kia. Welcome to another Fearless Friday. This week, my life update, uh, I want to say my lesson of the week is self-perseverance. By definition, perseverance is the continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition, the act or condition, or an instance of preserving. So I found myself mapping out plan A, plan B, plan C to set myself up to have a more clear path and a clear vision of what I want to do next. So... Personally, I feel like I'm just getting into the rhythm of my own beat, praying that my self-perseverance will allow me to finally find my own beat. So one day at a time, people, one step at a time, that's my lesson for the week. So hopefully, if you're dealing with the same thing, that you remember that, keep persevering, this too shall overcome. But let's get into the podcast. This week's guest is a media journalist, TV host, and lifestyle blogger who is obsessed with all things pop culture currently... You can catch her where she breaks down the latest in entertainment news, fashion, and so much more as an on-air host for BT Network's digital entertainment show, which is now actually on BT. Yeah. <laughs> um, with over five years of experience working in radio and television, this South Florida native continues Ooh-hoo. to break barriers <laughs> and cultivate the true art of creative storytelling. Amanda Bose is fearless, ambitious, and full of life. Welcome to the Fearless Kia Podcast, oh, Amanda. What an introduction. You know, Thank you to, so much. I'm to give you all of that. You know? <laughs> I appreciate it. Welcome to this show. So I usually start off with asking my guests, what is your deepest fear? My deepest fear, um, first of all, before I get into that, I want to congratulate you on this podcast because many of you may not know, but we have been creating vision boards at least for the past couple of years. And this specific podcast was on her vision board and we didn't even realize it so it's just a blessing to see how it manifested and now I'm here and I'm on your podcast so I'm excited about that um but okay so if I have to get into my deepest fear I will say it's not living up to my expectations as far as you know I see my level of success being that um like you know being able to provide for like my family and um you know you know, all the sacrifices that they have dealt with, you know, to provide for me, I want to be able to reciprocate that and give mm-hmm. them a return of their own investment. Right. So for me, it's it's that fear of like, dang, am I really like supposed to be pursuing this career in journalism? Like, you know, being a freelancer, sometimes it's not it's not easy. It's tough. The money's not consistent until you can find that one gig. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just that's the fear, the fear of you know, not being successful in your own right and what you define as um, success in your career. And that for me would be to be able to provide for my family and just be the best that I can be. Are there outside factors that are heightening that fear currently? Yes. So um, I'll get into that right now. So currently there is. I actually stepped out of my full-time role because I was actually starting out in production management. Mm -hmm. So that has since changed as of last year. And it was a blessing in disguise because I knew that I came up here to New York to pursue a career as an on, as on air talent, as an entertainment journalist. And 
having that rug snatched up from under you was like, dang, I wasn't ready for this. Mm. Like I, I wasn't prepared, but you know what, God, if this is what you telling me, then I'm going to just have to stick with it. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And it's been a really, it's been a blessing because, you know, I haven't had any issues and I just been having a lot of these signs and I just been getting closer and closer to God spiritually. And it's just been helping me a lot. Mm -hmm. So um definitely like I said before the freelance lifestyle is not easy (laughs) so I will say that for anybody who is interested in doing that um as being a freelancer in any capacity just know that it has its ups and downs it's good days has its bad days Mm -hmm. and a lot of people that I look up to and a lot of my mentors have told me that but if this is what is ordained for you to do I say go for it do it um your testimony is going to be that much greater come on so just stick with it like everything that's worth having is not easy so I'm willing to you know sacrifice and be in an uncomfortable state to get to where I need to be so how have you been able to stay the course given you know life throwing you a curveball honestly I would have to say it's my surroundings like friends and family that have been so encouraging and I love everybody thank you guys for all your you know encouraging words and support like I've had friends that send me like you know different sermons um to listen to or you know I'll read scripture and I'll just Mm -hmm. always I just always try to keep myself in a positive in a positive state and I'm trying honestly I've actually been on social media a lot less since Mm -hmm. this transition because I know oftentimes we look at other people's lifestyles and other people's levels of their own success how we see it which we don't know how they we know their journey or what it took for them to get to those places and we kind of look at ourselves and we kind of compare so um just not looking at that and kind of just taking into all the encouragement and all the inspiration that people have been like you know bestowing on my life has been very helpful to me Mm. Um, a lot of times it's helped me get out the bed and uh, yeah. it'd be a struggle. <laughs> it, it's a struggle. So just, you know, keeping that positive energy at all times, like for me, like I, you know, I drink green tea. I make sure that I have that going and in the morning that mm-hmm. just, you know, tranquilizes me and just gets me in a good spirit and making sure that I start each day with a good word. And yeah, just you, you control your own energy. Speaking of that, how has your daily routine impacted how successful you are post? Mm. So the daily post, like working nine to five now. Yeah. So it's kind of creating your own schedule mm-hmm. and sticking with it because you know, before it was like I was working for corporate America and they gave me the schedule and they're like, here, this is what you need to do. This is your day to day. This is your task. This is your to do list. So now it's like I'm creating that for myself. This is my to do list. This is my brand. And mm-hmm. if I want to see my brand grow and be as successful as I want it to be, mm-hmm. I need to put in that same amount of energy. Keep that same Facts. energy Facts. that you give in these people that you clocking into for yourself. And, and that's a, and a lot of people fail to do that. I feel like working for, you know, other companies, we work so hard and I know my friends and I talk about this so much, building up their brand and, you know, watching the success with, within them. And then we come home and we forget about our own. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have that nine to five and the and the five to nine. You have to keep it going. And for me, I've you know, I've been, I guess it's been, like I said, a blessing in disguise. But now it's a really, the blessing has definitely I've been full aware of it and I'm able to like create my own path, my own journey and really have time to do the things that I wasn't able to do before. Right. I know that a while ago you were talking about how you branded your website and you finally like invested in your own brand. Why is branding so important to not just yourself, but others in today's generation? Branding is important because it identifies 
who you are to the to that certain community that you're trying to get towards. Mm-hmm. So everybody like there's there can be millions of bloggers and millions of entertainment journalists, millions of lawyers, million like so many every, in every occupation there's specific people for the specific crowd. You right. know what I mean? So I feel like your brand is not going to be the same as somebody else's even if you have the same occupation, which is perfectly fine because whoever you are going to, you know, attract, that's your group of people. Right. And I just feel like it's very important for you to have that face, something that you can show people like, here's my platforms, here's what I can do, here's what I can present. So you, when you go to these other companies and you're trying to get budgets and trying to work with them and um, collaborate, you have something to show. Right. So it's very important, especially in this digital world. How do you differentiate yourself, you know, as they're, like you said, they're... This so is many. This is an oversaturated yeah. market it with is. like influencers, brand ambassadors, and on all different levels of occupations. How do you differentiate yourself amongst the rest of the pack? Honestly, for me, and this is like my line name, um, coincidentally, but I just try to be authentic. Okay. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to be authentic. Like I know that Yes, there might be other people that are doing something similar to what I'm doing, but I know the feeling that I can the feeling that I can make someone else feel. I know what I why I evoke and what I can bring to the table and it's just being genuine. Like I feel like in this day and age we lack that. You know, a lot of people aren't genuine. It's mm-hmm. kinda like, what can I get from you and how mm-hmm. can I get it? And it's not really like touching people and, you know, telling stories and being honest and being truthful and showing emotions. And I do all those things because, you know, that's just who I am. I don't want to ever put on a front because that's not me. And if something doesn't work, then that means that that brand is not for you or that company is not for you. And it's okay. Absolutely. And um, I think that you're your best when you can just be yourself and not try to be something that you're not. Absolutely. So one of the things that I wanted to kind of shift conversation to ask you about is how has your heritage um, impacted your drive to, you know, overcome your fears and be successful? Ooh. Um, yes, we can date Yes, hair, I girl. love it. I love it. <laughs> it has impacted me so much. Like, just growing up and seeing, you know, my parents both um, were immigrants, came here when they were like, you know, 16, 17 years old and had nothing and had to work for everything that they have. And even when I was growing up, like, I never seen them, you know, struggle, thank God. But I know, like, behind closed doors, you know, things are going down that you didn't know about. But they just didn't let me be aware of that. So for me, I feel like my heritage, being a Haitian-American and Jamaican-American, it has helped me be independent because that's what my parents have instilled into me. Right. Um, Being headstrong and not letting anybody, you know, give you something. You know what I'm saying? Just take whatever you're supposed to, like, just kind of like, I'm trying to think of the perfect way to say it. So kind of like, never just letting somebody give something to you. Right. Like, actually earning those things and working hard for them. Um, Perseverance is another big thing that I feel like my parents instilled in me. Just, you know, being strong and just, like, going, going full throttle and you know sticking with it until the finish line and then beyond the finish line just like to continue to go and then another thing was I feel like my mom has also um which is probably where the authenticity comes from (laughs) is just always learning to be yourself um at the end of the day that's all you know you can be is truer than you can't be anybody that's truer than you but just being yourself um and never forgetting where you come from like which is a big one mm-hmm. there's times where you know i feel like people can get you know some sense of arrogance and act like you know 
some things don't stink, <laughs> but I think it's really important to know your heritage and where you come from and to take pride in those things. Um, yeah, Trump, we don't come from shithole countries. Uh-huh. We are very rich in our culture and Haiti is a beautiful place. Jamaica is a beautiful place. And I think that a lot of that and I'm I'm just grateful to have that blood in my body and just right. to be able to be that strong and just it's just a certain aura that you know I feel like we have and you know some people just mad they don't got it but you know it's cool <laughs> <laughs> right exactly but you know what it made your country you know people view your country even 10 times stronger mm-hmm. and being more resilient against his ignorant as like, right. a lot of people fall into the trap of what he he says oh, we ain't falling over here right ain't nobody <laughs> falling we're gonna keep it moving right you know as auntie michelle said when they go low you go high mm-hmm. so that's how we gotta move forward with come things. on but um another question i wanted to ask being that you you know so you spoke a lot about your parents and being that you know like i said life kind of threw you a curveball but like it's been the best thing that probably happened to you um as far as being able to really focus on your brand is there some kind of weight on you that you feel like you still need to kind of um make your parents proud you know like you know you're making yourself proud like as an individual but i feel like your parents may have a viewpoint of like this is what we wanted for you you know Mm -hmm. how do you balance like having that weight on your shoulder but also making sure that you're keeping yourself centered in that process right well, the beautiful part about it, about all of this is my parents are very supportive in what I do and they are super proud. It's just I'm very hard on myself um, because I know that I want to be bigger than what it is that I'm doing right now. And I know it's to come. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for my parents, they feel like I'm already there. You know what I mean? But I'm like, it's not we're not even close. Wait till y'all see what I got up okay. my sleeve. So for me, the pressure is that, is that I just want to exceed their expectations. And Mm. I feel like I've already won them over um, in the beginning because actually a lot of people may not know this, but my parents were not supportive of what I wanted to do in the beginning. Mm. Um, Being that they were, you know, my my West Indian parents, my dad, Haitian, my mom, Jamaican, they were like, be a doctor, be a nurse, be something that they know is going to be successful in their own right, what they feel like. Um, But when they seen, I guess, all of the the success that I've been having from when I started school and the jobs that I was able to acquire and, you know, me being able to move out to New York right literally the month after graduation to work for one of the number one companies in right. in media, um, in the number one market. So for them, they were like, well, if she's able to do this, then, you know, we're going to just need to support all that she's got going on. And I've been so blessed, and I thank them for that. And I also have two younger siblings now that I have to kind of, you know, take under my wing and also, you know, just prove to them as well that that it's going to be good. It's going to be great. Your sister's good. Um, so, yeah, so it's just it's just those things. And they've been very they've been very um, supportive. So it's not been a lot of pressure. I think the pressure just comes from me. And I think okay. that's anybody just, you know, mm-hmm. pushing yourself to greater heights and right. wanting more. Right. Even when you may feel like you got you ain't you got to act like you ain't got it. You know what I mean? Right. Even though you may have reached a certain benchmark in your career, mm-hmm. how is that mindset of feeling like, you know, yes, I've accomplished this, but I have so much more to do. How has that helped continue to propel you forward towards your to, towards your short term and like long term goals? Um, it has it has helped me a lot because like I was just saying, like, it doesn't matter where I'm going to be. I feel like I'm not there yet. And I just have to continue to tell myself that. And. 
I pay attention and I like look at a lot of people that like mentors and just different people that I aspire to, you know, one day reach their level. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see how they move in their lifestyles and what they, you know, have going on. Not to not in a comparison aspect, but just to see, you know, I guess what it took for them to get to those places. Because like y'all know, like a lot of people that got money that's walking around, you wouldn't even know because they're not flashy. They don't wear these things. They're not not extra. They're saving. And that's huge. And I feel like with anything that you want to do, make sure y'all are saving y'all money, get you a savings account, get you CDs, get you anything that you could put your money away and not see it. Um, And that's how I like to think too. I don't care how much I'm making. If I could still survive off of a certain amount, and then have money to save for you know a rainy day or for my or for my kids or my kids' kids. I just want that financial freedom, and I feel like that's what I'm pushing myself towards. So, um, and that in turn has helped my long term and my short term goals as far as like things I want to own. Like I want ownership. Like I want right. to have property. I want to have um, stocks and bonds and all these um, things that I feel like people should have. Right. So definitely operating in that mindset as if I, I'm not there yet and I don't have it and I want to continue to be in that headspace even when people may feel like oh you may no I ain't make it yet no I'm not this no thank you I appreciate it but no right. still more to come just stay tuned just watch and you'll see it's eating so, season right yes, it's Diddy said season. on the four of fox like it's, ready to eat it. ready it's to eat. also shoot your shot in 2018 so whatever it is that you want to do go for it and just you can don't ever you know sell yourself short stop telling yourself you can't because i feel like our tongues are like the most harmful things that we have to mm. ourselves we we stop ourselves from pursuing a lot of things that we want to pursue just by speaking that we can't do these things so mm. that's power the, of the tongue power of the tongue is a sword okay use it wisely yes so i want to delve like into your personal life okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how have you grown in the past year Ooh, i have grown like yeah, i've grown so much oh my gosh i feel like it's been a blessing to see like just to look back on the person i was last year and the things that i've wanted and even like the vision board and what i have on my board and the things that i kind of have now and i've been i don't want to say a completely different person because i'm still myself but i'm wiser than i was before um, I take pride in certain things that I was taking for granted before my, my spiritual journey has been so strong and mm. I'm so grateful for it. Like it's, it's just, it's, you, you could sit in church, you can go, you could pray, you could read scripture and feel like you're doing it. But if you don't feel it, like if you're not like you feel God's presence and you mm. feel how he's moving you and he's changing you and your lifestyle. And I feel like that's been one of the most that's been one of the biggest things that I've been grateful that I've seen as far as my change, my transition from last year to this year is my spiritual um, walk with God. And Amen. yeah, it's definitely changed me a lot. So that's something that I'm super grateful and just taking the time to enjoy things and not, I feel like we're, we live and that's why I said to think about social media. Like we just live in a, in a world where we also have, we always have to like, not live in the moment you know what I mean and I mm. and and especially as a journalist like it's important to live in the moment because you can miss certain sound bites you can miss certain things that people are giving you I took a, a hosting class with this um woman her name is Marky and, and she's like you have to be present for the presence like you know just being able to receive certain things being a good listener um being attentive paying attention so I feel like between last year and this year like I've grown so much in those areas and those um aspects and I'm I'm 
very excited to see where that leads me with my career now because I'm totally different from what I was before and it's it's exciting like it feels like refreshing it feels like you're a new person and you're just like born again in a sense but it's it's cool I love it so what are three principles that you live by okay so three principles that I live by is always be Willing to learn and to take on new information. Right. You can always learn something from somebody. You shouldn't always act like you know everything because truthfully, we don't know everything. And we can always learn something from somebody, um, whether it be your mentors or even young kids. There's always things that you can learn. So just being open to those life lessons and just lessons all around and reading books and being knowledgeable and knowing the things um, that you don't know and just knowing more about those things, the unknown. Um, people should never tell you something that you don't try to seek the information for yourself because then you could just take it and be like well he said nope look do the research research is huge um so that's one another one that i live by is another principle that i live by is living in your truth being true to you yourself and a lot another thing that i've learned from living in your truth is it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to um not always be perfect not always be Mm. You know, I feel like a lot of times people may look at like Instagram posts or things that I post and be like, oh, my God, your life is so perfect. And it's like, no, it's not. It's just a photo. It's just what I choose to show. But that doesn't mean that a person's not going through, you know, battling things or, you know, that life isn't sweet. Like there's look, the most positive people have bad days. And I know we talked about that before, too. So I just think, you know, living in your truth, it's okay to show the good, the bad, the ugly, because it's honest and it's who you are. Um, Another one is to always be grateful, not ever, um, never not being able to say thank you to somebody for something that they've Mm -hmm. done or just, you know, just for anything, like just being humble and being grateful for things around you. I'm big on thank you cards and just, I don't care what it is, the smallest thing. Like somebody did not have to give you the opportunity. Somebody didn't have to open the door for you. Okay. Somebody didn't have to give you that seat on the train. Um, but if you're pregnant, you make sure you get up because people, you know, I always (laughs) think it's so rude, right? Manners. But, um, yeah, just just being grateful and being thankful. People always remember how you make them feel. So mm-hmm. I want to always remember that. And yeah. I think those are three great principles to live by. Particularly the thankful or be grateful and like always say thank you. Like I was literally just talking about that um with Stu on our earlier episode and just how like we don't say it enough and even Bianca we were talking about that in our like journal session about like saying thank you more exactly um people feel entitled these days and especially now with like like it's expected for you to give me something versus it's now I want it now I need it tomorrow I need it no it's a way to say it there's a way to talk to people and it's okay to say thank you it's two words it don't it doesn't hurt Thank you. And it goes a long way, people. Humility goes a long way. Yes, it does. It really does. Like, some people take advantage and then that humility just goes out the door and it's like, that's not going to get you that far Mm. in the long term. But another question I wanted to ask you about is kind of like, what fuels you to keep going harder towards your dreams and your aspirations, knowing like how much you've grown in the past year? Um, the perspective that you have now, the principles that you live by, like what continues to fuel you to go harder towards your dreams and aspirations? Um, What fuels me to go harder is definitely um, 
the younger generation, mm-hmm. the younger girls that probably look up to, you know, to myself and other women that are in um, in my same career and my career field and just being able to be a, a beacon of light for them and to show that you can get to this point, you can do all these things that you want to do, all these dreams and aspirations that you have can be achieved. So definitely them and just um, also my legacy, like what what do I want? To what do I want to be left behind when I'm no longer on this earth? Like, what do I want people to say about me? How do, how are people going to say that I treated them? How are people going to say that I, you know, what I've done to affect their lives or how I better mm-hmm. their lives? Um, so I'm definitely what pushes me is other people, um, and I'm trying to not make you know trying to create content where it helps other people and it motivates people and inspires people and just pretty much just continue on you know whatever God wants me to do. And yeah, so I would say those things like my legacy and for sure the younger generation and other, um, other kids that, you know, want to be in this field. Amen. What would you say to a kid that's listening right now? That's like, want to go down the same path as you as being a journalist, a media journalist or on air talent. Um, I would advise them to, First of all, don't be afraid to fail. Everything isn't going to be smooth sailing. It's not going to always be perfect journey. It's not going to always be um, how you envision it to be. So it's okay to fail. It's okay to get back up because, you know, the lessons that you learn when you kind of rebuild and put the pieces together is what's most important. Um, being, it's okay to have your own voice and to have your own style and to look your own way. And um, I know a lot of the a lot of journalists have been dealing with like even you know be having natural hair, like mm-hmm. whatever you want to wear, whatever you want to do. It's okay to to be that, um, and don't feel like you have to conform to what um, the traditional version of um, media is these days. And just always be like I know I was saying before always be open and open to learning new things um media is constantly changing it's a lot digital now it's not always you know on television there's different ways that you can put out content and just you know figuring out what your what your lane is and just creating it and just doing it just do it absolutely just y'all have it. the tools and if you don't have those things it's okay like I know like a lot of the times a lot of people get discouraged because they don't have a DSLR or they don't have an iPhone or they don't have this. But a lot of successful journalists have, you know, like even when things have happened out in the field, like they take whatever they got and they're posting it so that you have it first, like especially with like a lot of the catastrophes that have happened, um, unfortunately. But people have used those opportunities to just put out content with just what they have and even if it's the bare minimum. So don't feel like you have to have this extravagant light or this extravagant camera to produce good content. Like... You can do what you want with what you have and just build on it. The, mm-hmm. it what's important is the content. Sometimes it's not always the quality of what it is. No, quality. Oh, wait. You, so you're saying it's important that the quality, it doesn't matter what the quality of the content is. Like, as long if, as you're you, putting the if you, if you want to shoot something on your iPhone. Right. And you want to put it on your YouTube. It's okay that you don't have a DSLR to edit it from. Got it. It's the content that you're, that you're the projecting and the storyline mm-hmm. that you're putting forth through that image of that camera it's not the camera pixelation or you know what i'm saying yeah because there is a pressure to be like yeah and sometimes you don't got it look (laughs) and i don't want that to stop anybody from doing what they can do right now because i know i've done it too i've been like you know what i i want to do that but i'm gonna wait till i get my camera and then you let time go past and there's people that were doing it and started out with the iphone and then they built up and got the camera you know what i'm saying so so true yeah that's why i'm recording in my bedroom 
Listen, Instead of in a studio. But it sounds like we in you a know, studio. Because, <laughs> as Mouse Jones tried to say, talking about some of your million dollar studio. Yes, it is in my bedroom. We got to make these pieces in. So we, we do. Can we do. And it sounds do great. It. I had no idea until I came here today. And it sounds amazing. <laughs> and I love it. It sounds like pure quality. So oh it's God. great. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Thank you. <laughs> well, I want to now go into, you know, the question that. Al Green has posed so nicely, you know, love and happiness. Mm. Do you feel like you feel like you are personally in a place where you have both? I do. I do. I didn't always, um, but I do. And I feel like it's the sacrifice that you're willing to make to make a situation work. Um, It's it's really I think that there's a certain stigma in our industry, too, that a lot of women don't end up getting married and don't have kids because of their lifestyle and the hours um, that they have to work. But if you really want those things, if you really want the family, you really want to get married and you want that lifestyle for yourself, it's just a sacrifice that you have to be willing to make. You got to pray on it. You have to um, put that same amount of effort into those things for it to work. Um, so I definitely feel like currently I'm at a space where I can, um, have both love and happiness and I hope it continues that way. Um, but yeah, you can definitely do it. You can do whatever it is that you feel like you can do, whatever your heart desires, you can go after it. It's just going to be a sacrifice. It may not always be easy, but it's very much so attainable. Right. Do you feel like, what about the aspect of being open to receive it? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of our mentality is that like, yes. I can have both, but then it's that 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 uncharted territory of like I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what this feels like. I don't mm-hmm. know, you know. But how do you navigate like being open and vulnerable to it and still having reservations, or maybe you don't have reservations, but do you find yourself like having a reservation when it comes to like now being in a space where you are open to having both, you know? Yeah. I feel like as a woman, we always have reservations about dudes and these men. (laughs) Um, But I was going to say something else, but I was trying to, you know, be respectful. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that for me, and I'm not saying this is always easy to do, ladies, but I, it doesn't matter what relationship I find myself in, I always... I'm not always a guards up kind of girl. Mm. I like to let it down a little bit. I mean, I'm very observant and I do pay attention to how people move and what they do. And But I do feel like you can't completely find your Boaz or find your, you know, who your mate is if you're not open to them. Like if you're not mm. really subjecting yourself and being vulnerable in that state. Like I feel like you have to... Um, You have to be a little open. You can't just go in it with, you know, man, he going to be just like the rest of them. He going to be. No, you can't do that. You have to sometimes give people the benefit of the doubt. And then when they give you that strike, like, oh, he just like them. Okay, then you could get the step in. But you do definitely need to open up. Like, you can't expect everybody to be the same and you have to kind of be in that vulnerable state in order to see if that person is right for you. I have been able to master it it's a little hard because i know when your feelings get involved and when there's other things that are on the table mm-hmm. it's a little tough but i promise you like 
it makes you stronger, like over time. Um, I've learned a lot from every single relationship. I've never regretted not one relationship that I've ever had. And I feel like they're preparing me to be that woman that I want to be for my husband someday. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't open up and wasn't, you know, vulnerable to them, then I would have never learned those lessons or I would have never felt like, oh, this is something I don't want. You know what I'm saying? So it's important to date. It's important to figure out what it is that you want and the men that you want. And in order to do that, you got to just be open. How? Not maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay. So, because like open is one thing. It's like, girl, I'm open. I'm ready. But then it's like very. There's that comparison syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. So you meet a new guy, and it's like <laughs> he reminds me of my ex, okay. or he reminds me of something that was familiar. Okay. Back in his day, where it's like I've tried to evolve past. Okay. That. How do you? be open in a situation where it's like, you know what, I'm going to block out all, how do you block out all those things and still be present for the person that you're getting to know? Well, one thing that I know I have done that I know many of us do is the comparison thing. We got to stop comparing them like, oh, well, this person used to do this, but he don't do this. You can't do that. Like you have to take on every situation as if it's a new one Mm -hmm. and you can't, still harbor feelings for somebody else like and then you shouldn't be inserting yourself in a relationship if you still got feelings for some of your exes or somebody else that you know you haven't dealt with um but i think that the what you said about attracting people that have similar qualities i feel like that also starts with you like you like what you like and i feel like you may like these dudes that have these certain qualities which is probably why you were attracted to them in the first place so I'm just being I'm honest. Just saying, Lord. So I feel like you just have to know what you're willing to accept. Um, and when you see that that person isn't meeting those expectations or meeting whatever it is that you want them to have, then you know that that might not be the relationship for you. And if you don't see them changing for because some people can change. And I think it's OK because you have people have to learn who you want them to be. Now, they you can't have them. They can't change the whole their whole self but if you if they can if they're willing to change certain things for you i think it's good to pay attention to those things because that means that person really wants to be with you or they're really taking the time to figure out what you like right so i don't know that's what i think i hope i answered it right (laughs) you did you did you was honest because some people don't know how to like navigate that right that's uncharted territory it's like they know they're always but they're new that new way they don't really know how to like move in that yeah, you know, like what does that look like? How do I move like that? How yeah. do I not be so forward or you know put everything out there on someone so fast? Like how do you balance like inserting little by little into it as you're getting to know that person? These are all the things that I feel like people are really trying to figure it out, and mm-hmm. there is no one path, of course, to mm-hmm. like that. Everybody's different, but I do think that to your point at our age where everybody's like, okay, our goal is to be, you know, you you want a family or you want to be wifey or whatever these things, you know, these goals that you have for yourself. It becomes like, it low-key a little bit becomes a little obsessive for people where they're like on it, heavy, Mm -hmm. where it's like, we get it, that's a goal. And you should put that same energy into your career and other things that you want to do, like yourself, you know, and building yourself up. But just to like figure out like ways to be like, Yes, it's okay to be authentically you stepping into something because you're able to weed those people out. Mm-hmm. They're not for you. Exactly. But also not repeating the same cycles because I think that's a hard thing too. It is. It is. 
It's when, not. When you start seeing the same thing happening, you like you can't blame the other person. It gotta be. It has to be you. At be some you. point, you have to know that there's something that I'm currently doing, and then you have to be strong as a woman to step back and be like, this might not be my season for dating. And I think a lot of the times, come on, man, we don't we don't listen to that. Your intuition, you don't listen to that voice that's telling you, girl, you might need to sit this one out. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, the last thing I wanted to say is that you have the booze brunch and visitor board party that stems out of, I think last year you started, this is your second year doing it. And I just wanted you to talk about kind of where that event stemmed from and how it has changed your life as far as like sharing that event with your friends and being able to experience things from them and perspectives from them that you probably never even knew about them and like these mm-hmm. are your like closest friends. So I would love for you to just share that event and, and where it started, where it stemmed from and why you continue to do it like each year. Okay. So I I just love all things women empowerment. I love when women come together, especially um, minorities and, you know, build each other up. And for me, I've always wanted to do a vision board and I always felt great like when I actually completed it and I actually could see all my visions on one board and place them somewhere where I can see them all the time. And I wanted to share that with my with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it kind of stemmed from. And I, I felt like it was kind of like a bonding um, a bonding event where we can get together, have, you know, a glass of wine, get some magazines, talk about life, talk about things we want to accomplish because I feel like it's a way to hold each other accountable. Um, so I really admire that and I loved, um, it's been like the second year that I've done it and I want to continue to do it and I want it to grow bigger um, because I do feel like having a vision board is very important very important for women to have um, and men, anybody, kids, anybody. And right. you should definitely... Um, it's it's one thing to say your goals and to write them down, but it's something about visually seeing it and just like putting the pieces together um, because it's something that I feel like you'll actually accomplish, especially if it's something that you see every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was really great to to do something like that, to bring people together. And everybody loves to have a nice, you know, plate of food and some nice drinks and, you know, that camaraderie and just talking through about everything and just being comfortable to express yourself in a group of women that you know aren't going to judge you, aren't going to be anything other than supportive of what you have going on. So that's kind of like where it stemmed from. And I appreciate y'all for joining and coming because it's been so inspiring. And it's just a really great space to be in when you're with people that are, you know, goal-oriented and are driven and really want to see you succeed and want to help you get to those places. So that's kind of where, I guess, why I started the Boozy Brunch and where it stemmed from. So, yeah, so that's... that's But also the great thing about it is that you are equipping us with the necessary tools to be successful. So not just a vision board, but we're talking about blessing jars where, you know, we're counting our blessings throughout the year and putting it in a jar and then looking back at it at the end of the year. You have, like, journals where, you know, last year you had the to-do list where it's just kind of, like, making sure you... Knocking out. Knocking out your goals. And this year it's, like, now you can write down, like, your, you know, if you just need to get your thoughts out, if you have ideas, if you have certain intentions. And I think that it it's, like, I'm setting you up. I want to set each one of my friends up for success, success. you know? And I think it's very important because as much as, you know, we start the year off very ready to run Mm -hmm. the race, sometimes we don't have the sneakers and the sweatband and everything we need. To do it. You know, the water to take over. That's our whole little... 
a little care pack is not ready. Right. Sometimes we're not prepared for those races. And I think, like, for me, I wanted to share with everybody, like, the to-do list, the journals, the blessing jars, the vision boards. Those are things that I wanted to do for myself because I felt like it was going to help me. And a lot of times, like, when you look back on, you know, years in the past, you have to kind of observe what worked and what didn't work and mm-hmm. be open to trying new things. And for me, that those were those things, like journaling and doing all those things. And I wanted to kind of share that with women, um, especially women that inspire me and that uplift me, um, because I always feel like it's important for us to share the things that work for us. Like a lot of times people like to like withhold things and not be open to sharing it and bringing people together. Right. And I feel like we're only as good as the friends that we kind of bring up and that bring us up and learn from, you know what I'm saying? Right. You're only as good as, you know, the people that you can grow from. And Absolutely. Well, I really wanted to make sure that, that we touched on that because it's such an important um, event that happens every year. I feel like it helps me be centered and like have focus on where, what truly is my vision for the year. Yeah. Right. Like I never really was a vision board party person, but I feel like by really putting that stuff out there, it's manifested itself um, in such a, in one year. And right. like, now the next year I have like a clear vision of what I want, you know, to accomplish this year. How it's going to mes- manifest itself? Yeah, it will. Knows. It will. Only God knows, but it will. And you know what? I was actually excited about it being in February this year because I feel like in January people feel like they're expected to hit the ground running. And no, like January you're still getting over the holidays. You're still kind of getting in your groove, mm-hmm. and you're not, you know, you're still trying to figure out, put the pieces together, how you want the year to progress. So I think it's important to kind of sit back, to breathe, and to hone in on what it is that you want out of your year. And I know I mentioned this when we were at the vision board thing. Even though you're creating a vision board for what you envision for the year, it shouldn't just be, oh, I'm going to do these things this year and then I'm going to just do something else another year. It's just like right. a, it's a growth like, you know, things some some dreams and goals take five years to manifest. It doesn't take a year. And it's, in, and it's important to know those things. Sometimes I have put the same thing on my vision board and it might not have been that season for that thing to happen. Facts. So. Um, so, yeah, if you don't have one, you definitely need to get one. It's never too late. Never too late. Well, thank you so much, Amanda, for joining me on the Fearless Kid Podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. Aww. I feel like you needed to sh- let let your light <laughs> shine on here and spread that light to others. And thank you. Let everyone know like all the great things that you're doing and that you're accomplishing and just having that beacon of light because I feel like that is the type of person that you are. And our friend circle of continuing to be positive and like pushing people forward and uplifting them even when there's times that I'm sure many of us has not been in the best of moods to be like, girl, you feel that way? Because I sure don't feel that way. But like receiving that word or receiving that light continues to make sure that our light is continuing to shine um, in our field. So I just want to thank you so much. Like thank that's you. helped me every year. I start off like Aww. on a good foot. So I just wanted to um, make sure that that was highlighted as well um, as we chatted. But thank I usually... Close off the episode with a quote. Um, usually tied to the um, guesses fear. So I'm hoping that this one ties in in some regard of living up, not living up to your potential or not feeling that you, you know, done enough. So success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. Mm. So I'll let that sit in. I let everybody, that. you know, let that sink in. Yes. Wishing you all love, light, and many blessings. It's your girl, Fearless Kia, and we out.